0: This episode of 7-Minute Stories is made possible by Fishbowl. I didn't really know much about Fishbowl until Aaron started doing his live audio talks about storytelling and podcasting there. Since then, I've been pretty much obsessed. If you didn't know, Fishbowl is a social app where professionals go to connect. Since joining Fishbowl, I've met a bunch of cool people and have learned a ton from live talks with industry experts. I know Aaron loves it because he works 100% remotely as a podcaster. I'll be announcing new upcoming dates for Aaron's live Fishbowl Talks in the future. For now, download the Fishbowl app for free today.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Aaron. So the 7-Minute Stories team and I wanted to share this episode we originally put out in April of 2020, I believe. And this is really a nostalgia-heavy story. I'm sure you've had this experience of going through boxes and stuff in your past, or maybe your mom and your dad or grandparents were like, Here's this thing you made when you were in kindergarten and you look at it and maybe it's a drawing or a writing or something, but you find yourself reviewing it, looking at it, examining it, and it's you, but it's also like you when you were like five in comparison to where you're at now. I find that phenomenon very strange and I'm assuming it's different for a lot of people. Maybe some people look at stuff that they wrote, read it, and then they're like, yeah, that sounds just like me. But then maybe they read it and they're like, man, who was that person? I think that just brings into focus this very question of like, who are we along the continuum of our lives from the moment we're born until we exit this life, you know? So in this story, what you'll hear is me actually reciting three little stories or essays and things that I wrote when I was a kid. And you'll witness me going through that experience. So I hope you enjoy this story titled The Time Capsule. Have any of you been going through old pictures or old writings, drawings, things in the past, boxes maybe you haven't gone through in years? I have. Corey and I have been trying to clean the garage for the last two days, something we should have done years ago. But one consequence of doing this is that I'm going through all of these boxes that have really just kind of carried with me like like chains through all the different houses and states and places that I've lived in the last 30 years i have just carried all these things with me. So I decided that I was going to go through all of these and Corey's helped me sort of sift through all the stuff I don't need anymore. And I didn't really pack to begin with. I think my mom packed most of the stuff for me, but I just sort of felt guilty about it. So I just carried it with me. So we're going through things that really matter to me and throwing away stuff that doesn't. But as I'm going through it, I'm looking at these writings that I did in school, these pictures, um, these pictures that I drew art from 30 years ago. And you know the funny thing? I recognize it, like I recognize myself at that age from the past, but I'm also unfamiliar. It feels like it's almost not me as I am today. It's like an echo of my past. And so I selected a few of these writings that I did for school between the ages of seven and 10 that I wanted to read for you. I've never shared this with anybody. In fact, I'm just seeing this for the first time in 30 years. And as I read through these, it's an interesting insight to maybe who I was or at least what I was thinking about at the time. And maybe I can figure out a little bit more about myself after going through these. The first one is called, it's an essay called Extraterrestrials. By Aaron. I was eight years old. Sometimes I think to myself, there could be other life forms in outer space. A whole lot of people have reported sightings of flying saucers, aliens walking around and crop formations. One person said that she woke up at night because she heard a loud noise and when she walked downstairs, she saw an alien spacecraft out in her yard, and the aliens walked through the walls of her house. They mentally asked her questions about her house and about her furniture. Some scientists say it's just an illusion, but it's kind of hard to believe that all these people are having illusions, right? Another very interesting thing is that All the people who have reported these things say that the aliens smell weird. People who have been abducted by aliens say that too. Abduction is the most common reported incident. Hundreds of people have said they have been abducted. They said they do all kinds of operations on them when they're abducted to find out more about humans. Some say that the aliens look very weird, that they have oval-shaped heads, And as I've said before, a funny smell. They have big eyes and small nostrils. Many of the men who have been abducted say that the aliens take samples of sperm from them. And many of the women say that the aliens implant eggs in them to get them pregnant. So they have alien babies. But whatever happens, we can never know. (laughs) That's from Aaron. Child's essay with very few citations or sources. Here's another one from a 10 year old Aaron. It's titled Parent Conferences, and in parentheses it says, Again. Well, parent conferences are coming up pretty soon. They'll be scheduled November 7th and 8th, and I have some idea of what it might be like, but I'm not sure. I want to know what they're going to tell my parents. Now, I have some concerns, but not many. I just want my parents and teachers to know my goals. I would like my teachers, though, to tell my parents my accomplishments, like what kind of stuff I do in class, and also tell them the things I do well. And yes, I have been yelled at a few times, but I do think my parents will understand. As always, though, I do have some concerns. I mean, what if they give my parents a bad report? What if they tell my mom or dad that I'm a terrible student? Like I said before, I've gotten in trouble, but not that much. But what if they say that I'm a problem? What if my teachers say that I don't give any effort? I know these things probably won't happen, but everybody has concerns, right? I mean, what I really want out of these parent-teacher conferences is for my parents and my teachers to know my goals. I mean, I have goals of getting straight A's and making the honor roll, and I want to make the basketball team. I really, really want to make the basketball team. I've been practicing so hard, and I think I can. And so those are my goals for the year. But one thing I've learned through writing this essay is that you can write as many essays as you want, but you can't control the future. You can only hope and pray that your wonderful teachers and your parents will truly know how good of a kid you really are. I'm going to end with my autobiography. At the age of 11, I wrote this. My name is Aaron. I was born on April 18th, 1983, and I grew up in a town called Medina. I lived on a cul-de-sac. I grew up with my friends next door. Their names were Bobby and David. They were my best friends, and we would do everything from watching TV to camping out in the woods. As I grew up, my life changed rapidly. My parents split up and we ended up moving. It was very, very hard for me to live with. Our new house is great. I live in the city now and I go to a new school Before I came to this school, I went to a school named Ella Canavan, but I like this school, Sydney Fenn, better. I made a lot of new friends, and it was great. I went everywhere with my new friends. We went to the Medina City pool and to the square. It was just great. I walked to school every day by myself. It was fun, and I get a lot of good exercise doing it. But then I moved. Broadway Street about three years ago. And then we moved again. We moved to a street named Granger. And it was opposite of how I used to live. It's out in the country now. It's quieter, but it's great. And here I am. This is my autobiography. And this is where it has to stop because this is how long I lived for. It was 11. Now I'm sitting here and I hope that this episode is like a time capsule for my self 30 something years in the future. So here it goes, Aaron, if you're listening to this, hi, it's me. I hope you recognize me because we're the same. I'm you. I hope you're well.
0: Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Audio production by Ken Wendt. You can connect with Ken or inquire about his audio production services at media216.com. Original artwork by Pete Whitehead. Find out more about Pete's work at petewhitehead.com. Our creative consultant is Anthony Vordren, and Lennon Janovac is our production assistant. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts. And lastly, I'm Corey Burse. Make sure and tune in next week for another story.